What's going on, everybody? Good morning. This is uh, another episode of Make Your Own Biscuits, and I'm your host, Matt Reeves. And once again, I'm hitting you guys with a walk and talk episode. I decided to uh, talk to you guys while I go on this walk. And I, I, I do this meditative walk every morning, and um, it just allows me to kind of like free up uh, some space in my, in my hard drive, in my brain. Um, and so I posted something on my Instagram and I, I was talking about love being an action word and requiring sacrifice. And we hear so much about love languages, right? Like we, we, we talk so much about love languages and to the point where people begin to obsess, you know, over these, these different love languages and how they, they help you effectively reach certain goals. And man, so often I see th- these languages used the wrong way, right? So you have a situation where people will talk about, you know, this is how, this is the language that I speak, right? And oftentimes it, you see it's, it's confusing, right? Because a person will tell you that this is the language that I speak, but they're, they're misusing that, the understanding of that, because in, in all actuality, what they're saying is, is, is this is the language that I like to have spoken to me, right? It's not necessarily the language that you speak. It's the language that you like to have spoken to you. And so what ends up happening is we have a situation where people obsess over being spoken to, you know, just rec- recognition, um, praise, all of these, all of these different things that, you know, it, it kind of takes us away from understanding that love is an action word. And because of this, we focus so much on, you know, the five love languages that we don't focus on the fighting styles of love. Right. And so I'm still developing this concept and I'm still trying it out in my own life and certain areas, you know, of my, my own life. And, um, I just think that it's amazing how much we can focus on gifts, words of affirmation, uh, touch, um, and, you know, those different languages, right? But we don't focus on sacrifice. We don't focus on work. We don't, and and some would say, maybe this goes into it. Personally, I think that these these things that we call languages are things that should come natural. And I don't think that we should be able to pick out one or two or three of the languages and say that this is what we speak. I think that you need to be fluent in all of these languages. And if you understand fighting styles, that will compel you to be fluent in all of these languages. Like you have to be multilingual when it comes to love. You have to know how to speak to uh multiple situations, multiple scenarios. And what I'm finding is people are just worried about how they're being spoken to and not necessarily how they speak. And it's because they don't know how to fight. We, 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 are, we are raised and we're groomed to fight with the things and the people that we love, but not necessarily for the things and the people that we love. And so uh, on my Instagram post, I, I talked about, you know, how do we how do we fight with the things that we love? Um, one of one of my businesses is, you know, being a basketball trainer. And um, 
and, and in all actuality, my focus is to, to mentors. Uh, I just use basketball as a tool, right? And it's the same with music. This is how I impact lives. It's just the tool of choice. Some people use screwdrivers, hammers, whatever. This is my tool of choice, right? And so as we dive into it, and I, I try to help, you know, young players, even some of the, you know, older players kind of find out what direction they need to go into, I realized that a lot of times they're fighting with the actual thing that they say they want. Like I'll have a young kid come to me and say, you know, I want to be the best. I want to go to a D1 school. I want to do these different things. And first of all, it's, you, you know, you have to be, you have to be like realistic, you know, if you're getting into this situation and you're in 10th grade, 11th grade, and you're below average at best, and you're saying that you want to go D1, you kind of got to look at like your, your recipe. Like, what it, how are you cooking up for this dream that you say you have? Like, how are you fighting for this dream? How much time are you putting in? Like, if you're in 11th grade right now, you're listening to this, um, if you're in ninth grade, tenth grade, whatever, and you're saying you want to go to a D1 school, you you have to be honest with yourself. You have to look at the last three years, four years, three weeks of your life and say, how many miles did you wake up and run every day? How many hours did you spend handling the ball or shooting the ball in the gym without a trainer, like without mom and dad having to wake you up, without without any of these things? Like how often, you know, have you done these things? And when did you stop? Right? When did you stop? And, and now we can go back to what I was talking about initially, which is, you know, love fighting styles. We say, you know, we love this thing or we love this person. But you have to look at the work that you put in and the sacrifice that you make. Like when you get up and you pull those sheets back every morning, you hop out the bed. Like, are you getting after it? What, what kind of time are you putting in? You know, um, what's what's your version of fifteen hundred mates? You know, what's what's your version of, you know, an hour of ball handling, you know, whatever it is that you're into. I don't care if you're if, if you know, you're, you're business person, serial entrepreneur. You're developing this concept, you know, how often are you working at this concept? Right. And, and what else are you doing around it? Like, are you just working, you know, at the things that you're comfortable with? Right. So you have this great idea in business. And, and, and you're working at it every day, but are you connecting with people? Are you just saying like, man, I don't really like talking to people, so I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go out there and do it. Well, then how much do you really love this thing that you say you love? It, it goes the same way in relationships. You know, I'm not I'm not really comfortable trusting people. Okay, you're not ready for love. I'm not I'm not really comfortable, you know, being held responsible for things. or I'm not really comfortable being expected to do anything, I, I, well, then you're not ready for love because you know what? That's part of it. That comes with it. You know, how else can you build trust or how else can a person trust you if they can't rely on you? How, how else can a person trust you if, if they can't, you know, expect anything from you? If, if we could all just re- exist in relationships and do whatever we want to do, you know, how much of a relationship is that? You know, a lot of times people say that they want, they want love, but they're kind of, in a situation where they're still living like they're single. It's like, you know, you want love when you want love. And when you don't want love, you want the person that you love to understand that. You want the person that you're in a relationship to understand that today you just don't feel like being bothered. Uh, sorry to tell you this, but um, 
It's not how relationships work. It's just not how they work. You're not able to pick and choose when you want to activate love. Once you sign up for it, you got to commit to it. You got to go all in. And, that, and, and, and this is why I say, like, we know how to fight, you know, <laughs> we know how to fight with, you know, love or the love that we have for a thing. But we don't know how to fight for it. Right. When's the last time like you'll hear people say, you know, man, I just want to clock out right now. Like, you know, I'm tired. Like I'm I'm but you, you don't ever see that energy when it comes to like arguing. Right. Like we're so committed to what we want for ourselves that we'll argue that all day. But how committed are you to what you want for the other person? That you won't argue, that you'll, you know, bite your tongue, that you'll you'll find a, another way to come to some sort of a compromise. Like, what are you what are you willing to allow to die inside of you so that you can live in another area of your life? It, it, it blows my mind. You know, again, we talk about just being on the receiving end, you know, doing music and doing these different things. I see so many people talk about what they want. But when I look at what they do, their wants don't match their work. That's the, the, the most mind-blowing thing to me. Like, man, your, your work has to supersede your wants. You have to be working at this thing so hard that what you want is almost like guaranteed. It's a given. Because you're working so hard at it that it's almost promised to you at this point. Right. That's why, you know, I've met success so often in my life with various things like I'm, you know, traditionally speaking, if you look at my life on paper, I should not be where I am in life. Just if we go off of the paperwork. But I worked like I just believe that there was something more to this life that I was living than my current circumstance at that time. And so I worked. And, and I was made fun of. I was teased and I was told that, you know, you know, just for being different. But I look at those same people who laughed at me or who didn't understand it, who didn't get it, who didn't catch it. And I realized that by them not catching it, by them not getting it, by them not being in that place to even understand what it is that I was doing. They remain the same. And I just passed them by. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool kids. You know, when I was growing up, there were a lot of cool kids. They're not so cool anymore. They're not so cool anymore because life caught up. You know, it's easy to do certain things. It's easy to have a certain way of, of, of thinking when you have someone else kind of, you know, carrying a load for you. When you got someone else that's footing the bill. But when you have to be responsible for it, it's different. And that's the that's the difference. If you go through life having someone always carry you, having someone always do it for you, when you get into a relationship of your own, whether it be in business or whether it be, you know, uh, with a significant other, you won't know how to function independently because you've been trained to always have someone do things for you, even in the midst of conflict. Right. So these are the this is the, the programming that you receive. In your life, believing that this is how it's supposed to be. This is what love looks like, right? Love, love looks like conflict. Love looks like a lot of arguing. Love looks like confusion. Love looks like, you know, all being all over the place and, and, and not knowing which way is up and down and, you know, just being lost. 
that's what love represents for a lot of people. And, and at no point have we ever challenged this. Like at no point do we ever say, oh, I don't know if this is really the way this is supposed to go. I don't know if this is the way that this thing is supposed to be. We don't challenge it. We just accept it. Right. But we but we what we will challenge is when someone comes along and says, hey, man, you're going about that the wrong way. Right. Even though we know that this way is responsible for so much pain, even though we know that this way is responsible for so much confusion, we'll still fight to hold on to it. Right. So we'll fight with the thing that's pushing us to grow, but we won't fight for it. We won't fight the things internally that tell us we should stay exactly where we are. Even though we say we want this, we want to be able to achieve these, these goals and these dreams. And we want, we want happily ever after without any change, without any fight. We want to do it from a place of comfort. We want to do it along the same lines of the things that we're used to doing every day of our lives. And then we don't understand why it doesn't matter how much you pray. doesn't matter how much you read your Bible. doesn't matter how much you go to mosque, you know, or temple. It doesn't matter how much you meditate. It, none of that matters if you don't allow change to take place. You have to embrace the challenges and the change that's coming just as much as you embrace the idea of having the thing. Whatever that thing may be, you have to embrace it. And if you don't, not only will you stay exactly where you are, after a while, you'll start to regress. So you'll accumulate things around it, but inside you'll feel like you're not getting anywhere. You'll see that you're constantly running into the same situation over and over again. Like, why am I dealing with the same type of people? Why am I dealing with the same scenario? Why am I dealing with the same feelings? It's because you're not changing. You're refusing to change. You, you want growth. You want better. You want more. But you're refusing to embrace change. And you're refusing to fight for it. But you will openly welcome the idea of fighting with it. And so uh, in, the, in the post, I just want to touch on this. I just want to touch on this real quick. In the post... Uh, you know, I said, how do we fight, you know, with it? We fight with it by, you know, if you're if you're in business and you're saying, I want to I want to achieve this goal. But you wake up in the morning, and you hit the snooze button or you wake up in the morning and you go off of how you feel that day. You know, like I wake up in the morning and there's some mornings where I'm like, man, I don't want to go on this on this walk. But I also understand that. I don't want to have a stomach either. I put on more weight than I ever thought physically possible in my life. And so if I. If I want to undo this situation, then I have to put in equally as much work as I did, if not more, in, in, in accumulating the weight. I have to put in that much more work to get it off, you know, and especially because, you know, I want to get it off faster. So we want to get it off faster, but we don't want to work harder. That's the other issue, right? We want things now, 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 right now, but we don't want to work at that pace. So we want people to allow us to work at a pace that's comfortable for us, but we want Results could be delivered at a rapid pace. And we don't we don't understand why love doesn't work. We don't understand why business doesn't work. We don't understand why ideas don't come to fruition. We can't we, we can't bring them to into reality. We don't understand why. And it's because like our methods, our formula is all wrong. Everything that we're we're going by 
or we're going off of to try and achieve said goal is all wrong. And we don't want anybody to challenge us on this. We don't, need, we, we don't want anyone to, to speak about it or speak to it. We don't want any of that. All we want is what we want. That's it. We want what we want without any of the work. And as soon as, as, soon as you hear about the work, you know, we get frustrated. Ah, man, I got to do how many sit-ups? I got I to gotta walk or run how many miles? How many burpees? How many jumping jacks? We want the simplest, easiest, fastest way. If, if these things are obtained, the simplest, easiest, fastest way, you'll be right back where you started in no time. It's the work that keeps you. The, the work is what changes you. Right? The work is what keeps it from, you know, history repeating itself again. I had this conversation with my older sister the other day, and I said the reason why history repeats itself is because we keep reliving history. You could be in the midst of a new situation and still talk about what it used to be like and how hard it used to be. And so in the midst of, you know, all these blessings being poured into your life, you're encountering hard time and struggle over and over again because you keep bringing it up. You keep revisiting that emotion. You keep talking about it. Things that happened six and seven, and eight, nine, ten years ago. You're talking like it happened 10 minutes ago. And that's a problem. But yet, in our minds, we're saying we want, we want this thing. We want love. We want success. We want happiness. We want all of these things, but we're not willing to put in the work. And the moment things get a little difficult, we're looking for someone to blame. We're looking for someone to point the finger at and say, this didn't work because of you. Or you got in my way or you didn't you didn't help me here. You didn't you didn't do that for me. And so that's why this didn't plan out the way that it was supposed to pan out. OK. Continue to go through your life like that. Continue to, to think that that's the way that this thing is supposed to play out. And you'll never achieve what you set out to achieve. You'll never have the things that you say you want to have. It just won't happen. It won't work. Until we embrace that, until we accept that. You're just going to consistently see history repeat itself because you continue to relive history. You keep telling the story as if you're still currently living out that story. Right. This is why this is why so many people who win a lottery return back to being broke. Right. You, listen, if you don't understand love and how it works, you can meet Prince Charming today and destroy it because you ain't ready doesn't matter you you wouldn't rec you wouldn't be able to recognize love if it punched you in the face but yet you say i'll do anything for love except change i'll do anything for love except change the way i do things that's crazy that's crazy i, I hope this really helps someone i hope that we you know we catch this you know, I hope that this is something that, you know, you guys share, not because, you know, I want the views or the downloads or whatever. I hope that, you know, you guys share this when you hear it because of what it does for people to actually hear this. So many people need to hear this. We spend so much time complaining and not enough time working. And that's why life looks the way that it looks.
You ever walk past like a huge house and just say, I wonder how how they got that. Are you brave enough to knock on the door and ask them? Or just say, man, they probably came for money. And just accept that. And that's that's how we handle so many things in life. If I see somebody hopping out of a car that costs a few hundred thousand, you know, I'm inclined to say, how'd you get that? Like, what did you do? Like, what are you into? What, what are some principles that you apply to what it is that you do that led to this? Because maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to apply that to what I'm doing so that I can achieve the same thing. Success leaves footprints, man. But so does pain. Right? There's certain universal laws and rules that we have to respect uh, no matter what. Morning. There's certain, certain things that we just have to understand. Like, if I do this, this happens. If I do this, then I'm going to get this. It's just the way it works. You can't reinvent the wheel. This is the way it works. There is no shortcut. Yo, oh, you want that? Then you're going to have to go through some things. I remember, you know, in my, in my church days, it was like, you know, you, you would hear that salvation is free, but the anointing is going to cost you some things. Right. And that, and that just meant, yeah, it don't it don't cost you anything to go up here, you know, and say the sinner's prayer and accept accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It don't cost you anything to do that. But now you want to accomplish some things. You want to be out here as God's warrior. You're going to have to labor. You're going to have to fast. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to dive in your word. You're going to have to get out here in these streets. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to talk to people. You're going to have to listen to people. You're going to have to be stretched. You have to lay on your face, prostrate before the Lord. You're going to have to do so many different things to achieve these goals. And that's why so many people end up at the altar every Sunday. Because they just can't, they can't make the changes that are necessary to really grow. At what point, you know, and this is my own personal opinion, at what point do you stop going to the altar and you start being the reason that so many people actually come to the altar? And I'm not talking about the physical altar, the physical building, but at what point do you live your life in such a way that you're an example so much so that you lead people to want to make changes in their life? When do you do that? When do you become that? The church is a hospital, right? How long are you going to stay in this hospital? You know, this, this, this proving ground, when we talk about love and business, that proving ground, like that stage is a hospital. You're not going to be at that stage forever. At some point, you have to grow beyond that stage and move to the next step at some point if you're still at the same stage if you're still dealing with the same process because you didn't get it and nine times out of ten what you're doing is riding on someone else's coattails for everything that you have everything that you're doing is coming from someone else but you're calling it your growth it's not your growth someone's pulling you along because they themselves love you enough to do that they love, they love you enough not to abandon you. They love you enough to pull you along so that you can grow. You're not responsible for that. And that's why it doesn't mean anything to you. That's why you can take it for granted. That's why you just sit back and you say, you know, I, I want this, I want that. I want it to go this way and I want it to happen like this. Because you're not the one putting the work in. Listen, <laughs> when you're the one doing the work... You're real cautious 
about what you say you want because you understand how much work is required. That's why some people, they just want, you know, the budget of 250000 for the house because they know how much work is required for 250000 And at that point, that's the only amount of work that they, you know, feel like putting in. But if I tell you, you know, I'm planning to move south in 14 months and I got my eyes on a house that's almost a million dollars, it's a different type of work that's, put in, that you got, that's required to put in. Right? Because that 20% down, you, man, you're going to need at least 200000 so my mind starts going, what can I do not to make 200000 Not to make 200000 My mind starts going, what can I do to get a million dollars? I want the whole thing. What can I do to make $2 million so that I could buy this house in full and, and still, you know, have this money here? Like, what, what, what do I do? What can I do? And then I start thinking about what that work looks like. And that's why I don't worry. Because I've already mapped out how much work it takes. But most people don't do that. They have this want list, but they don't have the work list. You can't have a want list without your work list. And again, your work has to be at least double what your want list is. Because some things may require you to do twice as much work in order to get what you want. Just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. I hope you guys share this. If you have any questions, you want to expound on this a little bit more, feel free to hit me up. Uh, and maybe I'll just keep doing these walk and talks with you guys. You know, I'm a stickler for, you know, audio quality and different things like that. But... Uh, especially, you know, when I'm doing the walks, you know, it seems like every time I'm, uh, I'm walking in the morning, someone's cutting grass or doing something. And so I always worry about that. I don't want anything to get lost. I don't want anyone to be distracted by what's going on in the background, but, uh, just guys, let me know, let me know how you feel about these. What do you think about the walking talks? I'm not saying that everyone will be like this, but it definitely is, uh, easier for me to do, uh, this while I'm walking. I can kind of multitask, so to speak, and just share my thoughts with you guys. But, uh, let me know what you think. All right, I'm interested in hearing your feedback. I hope everyone uh, is doing well, despite everything that's going on in the world today. I hope that you guys are doing well and that no matter what, you're able to find some inner peace. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this. I love you all. Peace.